When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. We are joined by the one, the only national best-selling author, Miss Lala Kent. Hello. Hi, that sounds so good. I love that national best-selling author. I mean, is it like has it sunk in yet? Not really. And you know, I I try not to like uh sit and feel amazing about something for too long it's like once it's happened it's like okay what's next we've moved on you know does that sound horrible I no, because I am what's your zodiac sign I'm a Virgo I'm a Gemini I am 100% the same way like to me it's like I do the work and I'm excited then and then like when it's released to the world I'm like I don't need the accolades like they're great but like I just want to move on in life I totally get it exactly like you wrote the book you've given birth to it so now it's just like of course you want it to do well but you know you're on to something else right like what's the next great thing that I can accomplish well is there anything else I mean you've given birth so how are you getting any sleep these days you know I have the luxury of and I didn't think I would want a night nurse Randall offered it to me and the first week I was like I don't need that and I was waking up by the fifth day, I didn't even know where I was or what I was doing. And I was completely just like, not even, I couldn't function during the day, which I felt like this is not great. And if I'm offered the luxury of a night nurse, I'm going to take him up on it. So I'm getting great sleep. (laughs) Take it and run. So, you know, did you ever think when you accepted a job as a hostess in West Hollywood, at Sexy Unique Restaurant, way back, like, this would be your life? Never. I moved to LA to, you know, be an actress, and I should have, like, 10 Oscars by now. But, you know, the there was something else that was written in the stars for me, and I am not complaining one bit. I feel like Vanderpump Rules has offered me so many opportunities, and I actually really love filming the show. You do. You love it. I love it. I love it. Do you look back at like, okay, me taking this job at SIR is like the best thing that's ever happened? I mean, it technically led to Randall. It led to Ocean. It did. It led me down a path that I never imagined I would be on, but it's perfect. You know, my life, I look at it and I, it doesn't seem real. So yes, I, I would not change this for anything in the world. I mean, just like, you know, seeing you on social media, seeing you on the show. I mean, you seem so confident. 
and so just together. Like, is that true? And like, were you this type of child? Like, you know, you're outgoing. You seem like you're together. Like, what was Lala like in Salt Lake growing up? I was very intimidated just by life. And I loved to stay home. I never really went out um, because I just was so worried about what people would look at me and think. And even though I was quick with my tongue because I was bullied, like I could be quick with my tongue and then kind of run away. So once I got onto Vanderpump Rules and, you know, it's so crazy that I would be so intimidated by life itself, but want to be in entertainment, which is just like, here is a platter full of rejection. You know, like it doesn't make sense. You would think that I would want to be someone who just worked behind a desk, but you know, it is what it is. I, and once I got onto the show, I had to back up everything that I said and I had to back up my actions. So the, the words fake it until you make it finally made sense. I had to pretend like I was confident and like, you couldn't mess with me. And then all of a sudden one day it was like, wow, I am this confident person. Like everything that I pretended to be, I now actually am. And that really happened like kind of during the course of like early Vanderbump days. Yes. Because I, the only way to like last in that environment is you better have all the confidence and self-love in the world because no one's going to show you that type of affection. There's a lot that happens when you're in the public eye, right? Yes. I used to, you know, in Utah, my mom would say, you want to be, you know, a known person. How are you going to do that when your feelings get hurt by, you know, someone at school saying this to you? And I'm like, well, when, if I was rich and famous, then it wouldn't matter because I would be cooler than the person that's being mean to me. And it's so not true. (laughs) You know, Susie from Nebraska still hurts my feelings. (laughs) Really? Like, so you still do you, but you still go down that rabbit hole of comments and all that. I do. I have to turn my comments off and I have to avoid DMs because I, it's not productive for me to see those things. And there are days that I could see really mean shit and I'm like, Oh, whatever. But then there are those days that I really take it to heart and I feel really badly by people being mean to me. So it's just easier if I don't see it. Yeah, totally. Has being a mother, well, how is being a mother? You know, they say it changes you. Like it's the biggest thing that changes you. Like how has it changed you? I mean, I know it's so new, but how has it changed you? Oh, I thought that I was emotional and a crier before I had ocean. And now I'm just like a bag of emotions. I'm it's crazy because I'm more sensitive, but I'm also ready to go toes with you like a mama bear, you know, like I definitely have gained some claws that are ready to come out. Should you mess with my baby? (laughs) I could see that. That doesn't shock me. Yeah. What about, I know you've said like Ocean was going to be the name of your child, whether it was a boy or a girl, which I love. I love names that are unisex and could go either way. But where did you, like, how did you decide on Ocean? Like, when did that happen? Well, it's crazy that it didn't, that that name didn't dawn on us before. Like, we saw it on a yacht and I was like, oh my gosh, the yacht was named the Ocean Alexander. And I was like, I love the name Ocean. So that was what put the name into my mind. But Randall grew up on the water. He's from Miami. He loves to scuba dive. Like he's just a water baby. And for me, it's always been something that I don't feel like I can explain. We have no idea where the bottom is. I'm the crazy person that like joins PETA on the pier and tells everyone to like 
put our orcas into seaside sanctuaries and like stop going to SeaWorld. So the name was so fitting and perfect. Before you came to that realization and saw it on the boat, did you, what was there like a leading name that you were going to go with? I always loved the name Liam for a boy, but that was like, and Randall didn't like it at all. So I knew that that was out. And, you know, after Liam was out, I was like, well, I don't have many girl names because my, all of my psychics had told me I was having a boy. So I didn't even think I needed to come up with girl names. <laughs> um, thank goodness that Ocean could go either way because it was the only name that I think we could agree on. No more psychics for you, Lala. No, they they nailed everything like right on the head, except for the fact that I was going to have a girl. Has Ocean like met the extended family, like Randall's other children and everyone or not yet? Oh, yeah. So we have we have London and Riley 50 percent of the time. So they the second Ocean came home from the hospital, they were like fully in it, listening to screams and they're killing it as, as half siblings. That's good. Right. Do you love being part of like a big blended family? I do. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world because the seven-year-old is the best help. Like the fact that I don't have to pay her, like I should be paying her. That's how great her service is. (laughs) Is she as good as the night nanny? You know what? She's up there. I, I definitely trust her with my baby. I love it. What about, so you were so open in this book, give them Lala, you know, about the complications you have with your pregnancy, like due to the placenta. I mean, that must've been really scary. And like, I know you were, you know, you opened up in the book about how like you kind of always thought you might have a miscarriage. Talk to me about that. I mean, was that like cathartic to write? Is there anything that you thought might be off limits in this book? I didn't think that there was, I figured if I was going to write about something or if I was going to write a book that nothing could be off limits, like what's the point if I'm going to hold back. And so I I definitely didn't feel at any point that things shouldn't be spoken about. I did, however, wake up in the middle of the night many times thinking, you know, cold sweats thinking, what am I doing or what have I done? Did I really put that in a book? And, but you know, I got over that. And then as far as, you know, the complications with my pregnancy, Um, I shared that because I just felt like there were so many other moms out there that number one could be going through the same thing, but number two could help me, you know, I'm new to this. I'm sure there are moms out there who have had two, three, four kids and could, you know, maybe help me through my anxiety that I was putting myself through. Have you heard from a lot of moms? I would imagine since so many moms. I I have the Give Them Lala Baby page, which is for, you know, the new baby line that I'm coming out with, but it's just full of mom content and it's such a positive page. I actually love being on there because it's just a bunch of women who are about to be moms or who are moms just kind of bouncing off of each other. That's going to be on Instagram? Yes. It's a Give Them Lala Baby and it's clothing and accessories. See, you're, you're on to the next thing already. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Check out betterhelp.com slash velvet robe. Listen, life is full of stress. It doesn't matter who you are or where you are. Life is stressful. You may not be feeling down and out and depressed or like you're at a total loss, but if your stress level is high, like mine, your temper is shorter than usual, 
like mine, or even if you're starting to feel strain in any of your relationships, you could probably use the chance to unload. Unload the stress and get it out. Talk to someone who's completely unbiased and who's not going to judge you or take sides. If there's stuff you can't tell your friends or family, this is the place to do it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain for it. Try it out. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Behind the Velvet Rope listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash velvet rope. That's B. E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash velvet rope. Right. I'm trying. I never want to stop. Have you heard from a lot of people now that have read Give Them Lala? Like, what's the thing that people like, are people giving you feedback? Like, oh, my God, I'm so shocked about this. Like, is there one thing that shocks people more? I mean, I've read a good chunk of the book. Is there one thing that shocks people more than others? You know, when I came out with the book, I thought that the abortion was, I was going to get a lot of heat for that. And I have had nothing but amazing messages from people. You know, I usually avoid my DMs, but I go through my DMs because I want to repost anybody that has read the book or who's purchased it. And I'm just so thrilled with the feedback. I actually, there was a woman today and I must've deleted the previous conversation, but the last message I sent to her was you're gross. So she must've said something that was gross, but she wrote me this long message that just came through before I got on with you. And it was like, I'm so sorry for anything that I've ever said about you. I just finished your book. You're amazing. I relate to you so much. So If I can just have one person send that to me, it's like, wow, that's pretty incredible that people can relate to the book. Totally. What do you think is like, you know, for people that haven't read the book, like what is the biggest misconception you get just, you know, from your life and being on the show and being with Randall, like, what do you get? Oh, there's so many. I think, uh, I think a lot of people think that I, I forget where I come from due to the way I pop off. And I think that that a lot of those things uh, are addressed in the book, like how I came to be this this person that I am now. Um, I think a lot of people think I changed my name because I was embarrassed about, you know, Lauren Burningham from Utah, which couldn't be further from the truth. I think now people will realize calling me Lauren from Utah is definitely not an insult. Um, and also, you know, thinking that I'm with this guy because, you know, he he pays for my quote unquote lifestyle. I think those misconceptions are definitely cleared up. I know it seems like I'm just this girl that doesn't have a job, but you know, Vanderpump Rules is a job. Writing a book is a lot of work. Having a beauty line is a full-time job. So all of those things, I think when people read about it, they're going to be a little bit shook. And having like an online Instagram following that stays steady is a full-time job in and of itself. (laughs) Right. It's all a lot of work. And I always tell people, it's not that black and white. Like you can't, it looks like you can be with someone for certain reasons. It doesn't work. Like you have to spend 24 hours a day with somebody. It, it works for like a day, for a week. It doesn't work long-term. Like not when you're living with, I would have a child, like we're past that, right? 
we are past that. And, you know, there's always going to be people that like to slang that, you know, the gold digger word around, which is totally fine. I just like to say that you're just upset about your own world. But no, I, I mean, I wish I could be that person that's like, well, I'm going to find me a nice lifestyle that someone can provide. But, you know, I, I'm not like that. And Randall's my, my person. We have a family now. It's, I will tell you this. If I was going for money, I definitely would choose someone who, you know, with, I don't even want to call it baggage. because That's definitely not what I, I think of it as. But, you know, someone who's 50 years old has a lot of life behind them. And, you know, it is a lot of work being a stepmom. So if I had to choose, you know, a, a gold digger lifestyle, it would definitely be where you just, you know, put me on yachts all day and I sip champagne. Not someone who tells me I need to get sober and <laughs> put food on the table. Well, when I had Randall here and I chatted with him, I said, like, who's more high maintenance between the two of you? And he's like, oh, it's not even a question. It's me. He's like, Lala. Oh my is God. So Randall's like, I'm... you have no idea how, how much Lala brings me down to earth. Oh my gosh. It's exhausting how bougie he is. You know, like I am Lauren from Utah. Like I want, of course I like nice things, but he is so bougie. That's what he said. <laughs> how, how is Randall as a dad? How is he doing? The best. I'm a control freak. So when I watch him like try to swaddle or when I watch him change a diaper, it's like, that's not exactly how I do it. But he's great. Like if I were just like an outsider looking in, I'd be like, you are doing fantastic. He's so sweet. Who do you think is going to be like the more strict parent of the two of you? Not even in a bad way, but just, you know, there's always one parent who's more strict. Oh, Randall is going to be like the fun one. And I'm going to be the one that's like, oh, mom makes me clean my room and do the dishes and, you know, get A's on all of my assignments. I'm definitely going to be the stricter parent. I love it. What about the book? Like, what did Randall, I mean, I assume Randall read the book before it went out to the world. What does he think about the book? No. You know what? He didn't read it. I didn't let anyone read it. I didn't talk to anybody about what was in the book because I didn't want them to fog my perception. And this is my story. And I didn't want anyone to tell me what I should and shouldn't put in the book and make me second guess things. So no, I think he was very shook when he read it and was like, okay, we like put the toothbrush in the ass story in there. And, you know, like everyone knows now. It's all in there. Yeah. I think that's a really good idea though. Right. So then you don't have any outside influence of like, oh, maybe I should take this out. You just kind of go for it. Yeah. I didn't want anyone, you know, it's like, if I'm going to half-ass it, I don't want to do it at all. I, I would agree. When you started filming Vanderpump Rules, I know you've talked about this and you've been asked this a million times, like, do you regret anything? I know you say you don't really regret most. You regret the body shaming comment to Katie, but not most of the other stuff. So and this is not like a shady question, but like in the beginning when you were like, you know, you were the one topless in the yeah. lake and you were talking about the PJ and like, right, people thought you were the gold digger. Like, was that you just, you know, like a younger version of yourself? Like we all change or was it like, were you in on it? Like, oh, I see what you guys want from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all know how reality right. TV works. It's not fake, but it's just like, could you tell like you were the vixen who was now like the single one? And you know what I mean? Like, was it really you and you're just a different person now? Or were you kind of like in on it? Like, I get how it's, well, it's going here. No, I don't think I understood how it worked. You tell someone that you're filming a reality TV show and it's like, well, then I'm going to act like 
I would on any other occasion. And my friend and I were literally, you could not put me in front of a body of water without me taking my top off. Like it's just for a long period of time, we were just so into going topless. And, you know, after I was judged heavily and called a whore, then I was like, oh, you think that was bad? I'm going to like really shove it in your face now. So I did start learning as I went along, but I do, you know, that was, that was definitely me. And that was just a younger version. And I would much rather look back and be like, uh, maybe shouldn't have done that rather than look back and go, I wish I would have lived it up a little more. Yeah. And I mean, it wasn't that bad. I just know that that's something that keeps coming up all the time. Yeah. How has like quarantine been like, you know, it tests couples. Like how have you and Randall been in quarantine with or without, you know, even before ocean, like it's, you know, we're coming out of it now, but right. No, we've, we became closer and quarantine really did make or break couples. And I realized like, wow, you really are my, my best friend. And I always tell people if, when you're looking for your partner, you have to find someone who is also your best friend above anything, because there are going to be times where like, you're not having as much sexy time as you normally do. You know, there was a long stretch where I could not have sex during my pregnancy and, and after. So you need someone who's like going to stick by you and you're not worried about them going off and creeping around. Um, so I, I realized like, wow, I really did find my person and Randall and I bicker, like there's not a day that goes by that we don't bicker about something. We never have huge blow ups because we just kind of get everything out, you know, as it happens, which I love. So there was still bickering during quarantine. It wasn't all like fun and games, but it was mostly fun and games. You both, I mean, I'm from New York city. You both have East coast energy. You just get it out and you move on. Yeah, that's how we, he is, you know, he's from Miami. His dad's yeah. from the East Coast, but I get that a lot that we have East Coast energy. Such a compliment. You do. And I, I mean it as a compliment, not to be a New York snob or anything. No, love, I love it. Love LA. <laughs> I can't tell you how much traveling I've been doing in the past few weeks and airports and airplanes are packed. People want to get away. Listen, if your dreams of that vacation or enjoying the fun of life are turning back into a reality for you, don't stress over the financial setbacks that can keep you from saying yes. Credit Karma is here to help you keep your financial goals in check so you won't have to hit pause on a good time. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you're more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offers that fit your goals because your goals may not be the same as my goals. With a selection of options and approved odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. Credit Karma, apply with confidence and you will be on that beach enjoying that drink in no time. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast. Or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. What about, you know, I know you guys were supposed to get married. We love the dogs, right? 
Oh, thank you. Rand just sent me flowers. Oh, thank really? you so just, much. Just out of yeah. nowhere. That's the best. See? He does it all the time. It's so sweet. I've, anyway, got, sorry. I've got stuff to say later about Randall, about our experience here on Behind the Velvet Rope. He's amazing, but we'll get into that. What okay. about, I know you guys were supposed to get married and now like what is going on with all that? So there was a, a very short period of time that I was like, we don't need to get married. Like I want us to be together because we want to, not because there's like a piece of paper and it's like, oh, you guys have to stay together or we're going to make it hard for you to split up. Um, but I think it's because I was maybe wounded that we've had to postpone three different times. And now we're shooting for 2022, but we're just really waiting for this pandemic to subside and everyone feels safe. That's my biggest, you know, concern is my guests showing up and feeling safe. So once that happens, and and I also just like don't want to worry about masks and things like that. You know? Yeah, and like, what's the rush really? There is no rush. We just had a beautiful baby girl who's healthy and there's so much to celebrate right now that, you know, we, we will walk down the aisle at some point. Do you know like what type of wedding you want? Did you get that far last time? Oh yeah. It was like completely planned. It was fabulous. And you know, I went into it being like, I want something really small. Randall wanted something really grand. And because I was super indifferent to it, I was like, let's just do the grand thing. And by the time I saw what everything was going to look like, it was like, well, now I don't want a small wedding. Like I want that. So I'm sure it's still, go- we'll tweak a few things. Like I know I'm getting a different dress, but it'll be a production. You, you know, Randall, it, it'll be a production. I mean, I'm picturing it's going to be a production. <laughs> yes. I mean, he's a producer and a director in Hollywood. Like how could it not be a production? I know. I can't wait. He plans everything. I mean, he planned the gender reveal, which was also so sweet. Well, you know, I, I don't know if anyone else said this. I mean, I thought you were married for a minute. Well, I mean, I didn't think you were married. I know you're not, but when you said, um, thank you to my hubby or whatever you said, yeah, when yeah. You congratulating on the book. Has anyone else told you that? I'm like, did she just go off? And is this like her casual way of telling us that she's married? No, I think it's that I'm over calling him my fiance. It was like, I was over calling him my boyfriend. Now we're over the fiance thing. I, I even got him a ring. Really? He, yeah. He just showed it to me. It was just sized. And I just FaceTimed him before I started talking to you and he had the ring on. So we're moving on from the name. It's like, we've done everything that a wife and a husband should do. We just don't have that piece of paper. So I'm still going to call him my hubby. I think that's totally fine. Would you ever change your name if you got when you get married? Yeah, I'm not opposed to changing my name. I I would love to have the same last name as my, you know, husband and my daughter. You know, my daughter has his last name as well. So it would be fun to be a part of the group. You could have Kent as a middle name. It's a it's the perfect middle name. It's a perfect middle name and it's Ocean's middle name. So we can we'll just have the exact same like little duo of Kent Emmett. See, I, I think that's perfect. If you had your wedding right now, say this weekend, who from Vanderpump Rules would be in the actual wedding party? In the actual wedding party? Um, I think it would be the same group I had before. It would be Stassi, Brittany, and Katie would be in the bridal party. Any of the men, would, would any of the men be in Randall's male posse? Well, I know that Jax would be the best man. They're extremely close. They are. Yeah. Do you love being moms with Stassi and 
Brittany, like how nice is it to all three be moms at the same time? It's the best because we, we can relate. It's like, you know, I, we don't feel guilty about canceling last minute because it's like, I can't get, you know, Hartford down for a nap or, oh my God, it's now ocean's feeding time. Like we totally all get it. Who is like the strictest between the three of you? Do you think? Oh, I thought it would be me, but Stassi is like on it. She is like, it is one minute past Hartford's nap time or bedtime. And she's, you know, we did a girl's night the other night and she was texting bone nonstop. Like, it, did she go down? She is on it. She's fucking awesome. I mean, Hartford was sleep trained like the second week home. Not really, but like she was young by the time she was sleep trained. Why doesn't that shock me? That just doesn't shock me at all. <laughs> I, it, does, I, it shouldn't shock me, but it did. Stassi is just like, listen, get up, go to sleep, stay on your schedule. Right, boss bitch. Is, I mean, are you guys kind of pushing Katie? Like, come on, join the club. I mean, I'm pushing her for my own selfish reasons, but obviously, you know, like she knows that I tease. You, having a baby, you, you and your partner have to be ready. It is no small task. It is like, it's a lot of work. And even though it's the most amazing thing in the entire world, you know, if you're not ready, then hold off. Do you think, you know, just because everyone's around the same age, like, you know, since you are the strict parent, it could be way in the future when you're okay with ocean dating. But, you know, depending upon her preferences, we have Hartford (laughs) over here. We have Cruz over here. Like, would you love like to keep it all in the family? Yes, I would love to keep it all in the family. And, you know, we don't judge over here. So no matter who she goes for, like, I will... Hello, you've read my book. It's like, there's no judgment from, from mama. So I would love to keep it in the family. How great would that be if my in-laws were Jackson, Brittany, or Stassi and Bo? That'd be awesome. I think it would be unbelievable. I mean, I know, right? Like this is where my <laughs> totally. head goes. I'm like, what more do you want to happen? Right? Nothing. That would be my dream. Just like, let's put it out there, Lala, into the universe. Maybe okay. you know, it could be like in 20 years to, to make you okay. All right. Totally. I'll manifest. I have to be honest with you. One of the main reasons I'm able to be here five days a week as the host and executive producer of the Behind the Velvet Row podcast is because I get a good night's sleep. And I think if you talk to any entrepreneur, they will tell you that their ability to wake up, do business and take on the world is based in a large part on the ability to get a good night's sleep. The reason I'm able to get a good night's sleep, you ask? It's because I chose Bowl and Branch Sheets. Bowl and Branch was formed by a husband and wife team that set out to give sleepers more choices for high quality sheets at a fair price. And boy, did they ever accomplish that. What I love is the variety of colors. I chose the pewter mainly because it goes best with my apartment. The sheets are so elegant. They look and feel so sophisticated, but the price is so reasonable. That's why I chose them. They're hundred percent organic cotton. They are made toxin free. And what I love is they get softer with every wash sheets that look high end, sophisticated and elegant, but are affordable. Sign me up. And that is why I did sign up. These are the only sheets I will now use. And you guys need to check this out. So listen, you can try them worry free for 30 nights with free shipping and returns to experience the best sheets you've ever felt, choose Bowling Branch. 
And because you're listening to this podcast, you get an exclusive 15% off your first set of sheets with promo code VELVET at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L and B-R-A-N-C-H.com, promo code VELVET. I know that you have had your differences, you know, throughout quarantine with Sheena, but now we see this new picture that Randall has posted recently on his Instagram and there you guys are. And tell me about everything. Where are you and Sheena today? You know, Sheena and I, I like to say that we're stuck with each other because we've been through so much and I think we have like a really deep love for one another. And now just being parents, you know, it's very nice because my, my other friends who are moms are no longer on the show. So now Sheena and I, even though we're bonded, we have a completely new bond that we've formed, which is, you know, it's hard to leave your baby behind, even though Vanderpump rules is real life. At the end of the day, there's cameras involved and our babies are only legally allowed to be in front of those cameras for 20 minutes. And then we have to pass them off and it's very hard. And we shed a lot of tears. Are we going to see an appearance by ocean and Sheena's, I forgot what Sheena's summer. Summer. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Ocean and summer moon are big, big stars. They are just the biggest stars of Vanderpump rules. Now (laughs) listen, start them young, honey, start them young. (laughs) Right. When I got her little like work, seeing her work permit, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy that Ocean has a work permit already. Listen, I've, I see nothing wrong with it. I say start it young. I mean, you're, you and Randall are both in the business. I mean, you know. Totally. So, I mean, that's good. So you and Sheena are, and you know, that's good that you guys are in a decent place at the moment. Yes, we're in a decent place at the moment. And, you know, people will have to see because we just picked up cameras. So everyone, you know, everyone's guess is as good as mine to see where all of the friendships and relationships will go. Well, all right. This is Vanderpump Rules. We know that this could be changed in three weeks. I know. (laughs) We're crazies in our DNA. What about Ariana? I know you recently said, like, she doesn't give a fuck about you, or I think those were your exact words. Like, I'll admit it. As important it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, I'm really not great at it. I'm always on the go. I'm never making that a priority, and I'm always hungry. This was a real problem until I discovered 310 Nutrition. I love 310 Nutrition's water hydrators. You just add them to water, and they make your water taste so much better. They also have refreshing lemonade mixes. My personal favorite, they're all-in-one shakes. I love their caramel sundae, their vanilla cake, the shamrock cream. I drink one of these shakes and it totally satisfies my hunger. They're low in fat and low carbs, which I love. They also satisfy my carb craving. But don't take my word for it. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code VELVETROPE and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 off your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and it's easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. Yeah, those were your exact words. Yeah, those were my exact words. Um, You've got to watch Vanderpump Rules, which will come out in the fall because all that shit is addressed. You're not afraid to bring it if someone's coming at you. 
you know, I know I'm not afraid to bring it, but I also have to be careful now because I don't want my daughter looking back and being like, that's how you acted. And I was only like a month old. Like I definitely am, am thinking before I speak. I don't know how long that will last because I am Lala after all. Like I won't deny myself of who I really am, but I am trying to think before I speak. That's so interesting. So like, even though, cause you guys like just started filming the new season, like you're already kind of cognizant of that just because you have a daughter yeah I definitely obviously my behavior before she came into the world I can't change that nor would I change it if I could but I do want to be a little more mindful what about how is it I mean is it bittersweet to film without like Stassi and Jax and Kristen and oh it's it's all bitter no sweet I hate I mean I love that we're back but I absolutely hate that they're not a part of it anymore. I'm so glad you guys are a part of it. I'm so glad it's back. Me too. I feel very grateful that, that we are back and, you know, we've picked up cameras. That I am very thankful for. What do you think? Anything you can tease? I mean, I, we hear there's going to be some new people on Vanderpump Rolls. Yeah, I think we'll see new faces. Um, we're fresh into it, but... And, and I didn't know what to expect, but it's going to be a, a great season. I just based off of what we filmed so far, like shit's already hit the fan and it's awesome. I can't wait. Awesome for viewers. Not so awesome for us who have to like face each other daily. That's why we love Vanderpump Rules. It's just, it's one of those shows where more happens in one episode than a lot of Bravo shows in weeks and weeks and weeks. This is what we yeah. love about it. Like, is it hard when, you know, like, so Stassi's not there, Jax is not there, like, and all of that's going down. I mean, like, these are your friends, but of course, like, I mean, do you feel somewhat like, you know, you don't want to get involved in that, like, just really appreciative of like, you love this job and you're so good at it. Like, you must be just so happy to have a job, right? Like, they must give you like a different appreciation of just, it's a great no. show and you're a part of it. It's a great show. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. You know, it's just, it's hard when your job is also like hanging out with your best friends and then they're no longer a part of it. It just, it changes. And, you know, I, that was the thing I enjoyed the most was like, oh my gosh, I get to hang out with my friends and work at the same time, which not saying that the rest of the cast, they aren't my friends. They definitely are. But a piece of my, my uh, friendship pie is gone and that's really hard I could see that being hard what are like your highs like when you look back at like you know all the past seasons like what are some things that stick out you know as your highs we already talked about like some of the other things like what is just your best memories oh my gosh every single moment that James Kennedy and I had he was he's still to this day the funnest friendship that I've ever had in my life um I think, I don't know if you remember the episode when we were in Mexico and we were in the hot tub on a balcony and Ariana was shit-faced talking about Yellow Robe Smith. Like the, that moment will forever go down. I mean, we, the girls were all butt naked in this hot tub and Sandoval thought we didn't have bottoms on, but we all had bottoms on. So he just gets in without pants and we're all looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? He, we sat in there for like four hours and he just like held his pee-pee the whole time. It was like, because he was so embarrassed. Those moments where like as an outsider, you guys watching, it just, it's 
it's a show that has forever bonded us all. Well, that's why it works. It's not like this forced, you know, let's get these people together and cast this show. Like, I mean, Jax is the one that always said it. Like, it's real true people that have, whether it's good or bad, like you've all slept with each other. I mean, not really, but you know, it's real friendships and real entanglements. I think that's what makes it so great. We're all Eskimo brothers and sisters for sure. You know, if we haven't directly slept with each other, there's someone in the mix that we have slept with that's, you know, a common person. But it, it is real. And that's why I think emotions run so high. And there's so much, you know, people like to call it craziness. I call it craziness. But I think it's just like being passionate about our friend group. I love it. And I mean, how proud are you of James? I mean, James is engaged. I know. I'm so happy that I got to be a part of that moment because there was a time that we just were not messing with each other like that. And the fact that we are now in such a great place and I got to be there to see him propose. It was just like, it gave me all the feels. Who thought our little, I mean, really, listen, this is how I see it. Like who would have thought like the Kings and Queens, which Sheena too, but like you and James are the King and Queen of Vanderpump Rules. Sorry. That's how I see it. I like to think so too. We shook shit up. I mean, that was my ride or die. He's, I'm so fond of James. I think he's just an epic human being. And to see him, like, just the way he's evolved and not, he, you know, hasn't picked up a drink in almost two years. He's engaged to a beautiful, kind woman. He's just thriving. And I'm so excited that I get to watch it. How great is it, like, that you guys could share? I mean, you must hear from a lot of people that have gone through, like, struggles with, you know, substances, like, because you're both very open and honest with your sobriety. Yeah, there's a lot of people who reach out, whether they are inspired by us and have gotten sober or they're still struggling. And, you know, that's kind of a a heavy, there's a heaviness to that because, you know, I don't ever want to make or break someone's, uh, you know, sobriety or decision. So I have to like think very long and hard about what I say to people who reach out to me about, you know, their struggles. And what direction to point them in. Because I don't feel like I'm the one that can sit here and say, this is how you you get sober and this is how you stay sober. I'm still new to, to doing it. You know, two and a half years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. So what do you do? Right. So like people reach out to you and just literally want like definitive answers. And you're just like, it's not really my place to give you. You kind of have to do it for yourself. Yeah, I, I, my my thing is always the same. Like I, there's a world out there. If you choose to get sober that you can only dream of, and it's a beautiful life waiting for you. And then I always tell them, you know, the first step that I would take is get the, the big book, which is the AA book and start highlighting things that resonate with you and and go from there. Do you think like, And do you think it's different for every person in the sense that, you know, now we have this whole new definition of sober, which I never heard of before. Like I just watched the Demi Lovato documentary where she says like, she's California sober. Like she won't do hard drugs or, but she'll drink and smoke pot. And I'm not judging. I'm just saying like, do you think stuff like that works or is it like sober, not sober? Or is it really just, you think different for everybody? You know, I don't like to judge, but I actually think that that's super offensive. You know, there are people out there who work their, their ass off to never take themselves out of an alter, you know, take themselves out of reality and to never place themselves in an altered state. You know, they don't even, when they have a cold, take Dayquil or NyQuil. 
So to say that you're like California sober or this type of sober is extremely offensive, I think. I never heard the term before until I watched. No, that. and I and I don't, and, and I'm not looking at you like you're the yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I know. To me, I I've been in rooms with with men and women who who have done who have given up everything just to not pick up. So sober to me means that you are not taking yourself out of reality. Right. Yeah. And California sober takes you out of reality. It's not it's not a real thing. You're not sober. <laughs> If you're I drinking or smoking weed, you're not sober. I get yeah. it. Well, right. And James has come. I mean, I'm really far. Did you ever think, you know, you would be allowed back at Watch What Happens Live way back when? I mean, you've been on many times. You were just on recently, but that was Never. one of my memories of the two of you in the beginning. Looking back, I can laugh my ass off. But when it was happening, it felt like my world had like, just it was over it was like you have just embarrassed yourself beyond repair and you know what we bounced back so I'm extremely proud of the both of us and you know it just goes to show like shit shit happens you're gonna make a lot of mistakes in your lifetime and you have to be able to let it go and move on and own it and just move on right what about, I mean, I love all things Vanderpump Rules, but you know, last season, lots of people said it wasn't the best season of Vanderpump Rules. We had all these newbies and, you know, there was the OG cast and mm-hmm. the newbies. Like, did you feel that? Like, as a cast member, did you guys feel that? That like, you know, the fans, well, we're not going to not stick with you, but the fans were like, oh, the season is off. Like, did that filter through to you or are you just not really into that oh no I I remember filming I remember filming last season and being like this is going to be the best season we've ever done and then I watched it and I couldn't even get through an episode it was like it I was totally with the fans on that I was like this is what even is this like how do you even follow anything that's going on like way too many new faces way too big of storylines for people that are brand new. Like no one's invested in these people. And, you know, now look at where we are. None of those people are even on the show. We spent an entire season, like trying to make them happen. So it's very, it's going to be very different season nine. I think we've, I think everybody learned from last year and said, Hey, we're not doing that again. What? That's so interesting. Why did you think it was like the best season ever when you were filming? Like, what was it? just based off of what was happening with the witches of WeHo, based off of what I filmed with, you know, my life and with Randall, just things that were being discussed. People have been following this show, you know, even before I was on it. So people are invested on what's happening between Jax and Tom Sandoval. They just got like the tip of the iceberg with that whole thing. It actually didn't even make much sense. It was like, why are these two beefing so hard? And it was a very sad and dramatic breakup between Sandoval and Jax. It was sad what was happening with the witches of WeHo. And I don't even feel like we got to deep dive into it because we were too worried about, you know, Max and Dana. Right. And like, how could newbies ever compare to like Lala and Stassi and Jack? It's just, it's not going to happen. Like it's no. Well, people, they've, people have invested so much time into the lives of, of those people that you just mentioned. Yeah. Do you think they should have just made two shows, like an OG show and a new show? 
Yeah, I do. If they, if they wanted the newbies to be that, you know, in your face, definitely needed two different shows. What about, so you just had a book signing. I mean, you're having a lot of book signings and your book is selling really well. And you're, you made an appearance at some bookstores to sign books, which I'm sure went over very well with fans that were standing right there. Did people like freak out when you were just showing up and you're like, now I'm going to sign some books? Yeah, people freaked out. In fact, there was one store that I went to that I didn't do a live because I went in by myself. So I didn't have anyone to hold my camera. But the the manager came up and told me to please not uh, draw in the books. <laughs> and I had to tell him, like, I wrote this book and I had to show him videos of me online actually doing the same thing in bookstores. And then he was very grateful. He was like, that's very sweet. But yeah, he asked me not to draw in them. <laughs> It was awesome. Do you see my mouth is like dropped open? I mean, couldn't you just hold it up and say like, do you see like we look alike? I mean, I like to think that I look like the cover of my book, but most of the time I have a hat on and then with the mask, I'm sure it does look like I'm just like some weirdo rolling into a Barnes and Noble to draw in all the books. So then after you showed him the videos, he was like, oh, you're increasing the value. Someone's going to buy this. Thank you so much. Right. I like, I took the mask off and he was like, oh, okay. I showed him the videos and he was good. That's hilarious. Well, also at one of your book signings, you know, the Q&A was done by the queen herself, Miss Vanderpump. It's not so easy to get someone to, you know, do that. That's not selling the book. So what is going on with you and Lisa? Like, are you guys, like, what's your relationship? Like, are you guys now, you know, you're like friends, equals, I mean, yeah, Lisa and I are extremely close and she gives me a lot of advice and we double date often, obviously before we haven't since the pandemic hit, but you know, we used to, uh, we used to double date often and I just really admire her and enjoy her company and I adore Ken. So what is a double date with Lisa and Ken like? Amazing. It's amazing. It's, everything that you think it would be dog on the table sipping out of fine china it's awesome you know they're amazing people that is what exactly what i think it would be yes i know there's chatter about this would you ever as you you know you have a child you might have more as you move into adult would you ever want to become a real housewife of beverly hills i would never deny that opportunity um obviously if If it came to my front door, I would take it. I really am happy where I am right now, though. You know, I I don't feel like I'm quite ready to be a housewife. I I still have some things that I need to accomplish. I have a newborn baby. I just feel like I need some I need some miles on me before I enter that world. What about do you want to have more children? And does Randall? I. It's so funny that you asked that because I really thought that I was going to have to try hard for a second, like do a lot of begging. And a couple of days ago, he was like, I think I'm ready for another. Like, would you want to start trying? I was like, are you saying that we can have a second? And he's like, totally on board. That's good, right? That's great. He asked me this morning. He was like, so when, when would you want to start trying? I said, when Ocean is like a year and a half, two years old, let's get it popping. You're like, slow down, buddy. Yeah, I was like, I'm still trying to get my bounce back bod on. Lala, come on now. You look like, I was going to say that, you look like the same. Like, I think you got it back. You're you're so nice. I'm not just saying that. 
I'm like a gay man. I don't just say these things. That's true. You guys don't you know? just say those things. I do feel like I look great for just having a baby, but you know, things, the tightness is different. And I just feel like every, every woman, my body is no longer mine. You know, I'm constantly putting a baby on the boob and you just kind of feel like, you know, I could feel hotter right now. <laughs> I get it. Well, I mean, not the baby on the boob, but I get it. And not, <laughs> the, baby, get the, and not the husband. I don't get any of it really, but I understand <laughs> after quarantine, you know, I felt hotter about myself at times. In the yeah, world. it's the same. It's the same thing. Having a baby going through quarantine. <laughs> So I have to say, because I told you, like, Randall, and I say this, I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here and I'm kissing your ass. People ask me when I go on other podcasts, like, who my favorite guests are. There's a bunch, but Randall is always in my top. Let me tell you something. I get it. Randall is like, this is my analysis of Randall. He doesn't understand, like, and this doesn't meant to seem obnoxious. He doesn't understand, like, who he is in the world. Like, you're a no. huge Hollywood producer and director, which that doesn't mean you can be an asshole, but it's a big thing. And yet he's, like, so down to earth. So down to earth. He might be bougie. I get it. But he's still, right. like, a down to earth real person. Like, calls, like, texts mm-hmm. him, like don't you have like 10 people to do this for you? So I just have to say Randall's like salt of the earth. And I really mean that. I appreciate you saying that. I fully agree. And I feel like there's many times as cheesy as it sounds where I think like, what did I do in my life to deserve someone like him as my life partner? You just lucked out. I seriously, after I talked to him, I was like, yeah, I, I get it now. I get it. Right. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. Like I'm like, you're directing a movie with freaking Megan Fox and MGK on the PJ. Like you're entitled to be a little bit bit unaccessible or arrogant. I mean, I I, I would be, I'm not. Right. Speaking of which you've gone on double date with them too. MGK. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're, they're great people. I love them as a couple and I am just like living for every moment that I see of them. I mean, really, they, I feel they, they owe Randall. I mean, he kind of introduced them, right? He did introduce them. Yeah. They met on his movie and they, it was just like a whirlwind romance that I think everyone is just like all for it. So you might be in a wedding soon with Randall. I mean, I don't know if they're anywhere near like getting married, but like, Hey, why the hell not? (laughs) Megan doesn't say to you, hey, Lala, can you give me advice on having a newborn? It's been a while. No, she does not ask me for that advice, nor would I even know what to tell her if she did. <laughs> I, I, I mean, a, a double date with them must be really fun. It is a lot of fun. And I just love being with artistic people who their minds are working a million miles a minute. And, you know, it's, refreshing and takes me back to why I love the arts and why I'm thrilled that I grew up in them. Even though I'm on a reality TV show, everyone on my show, you know, we moved to LA, believe it or not, not to be on Vanderpump Rules. That wasn't the end goal. We moved out here to be in music and, and acting. And so it's just anytime I'm in a room full of artistic people, I'm like, so in my, in my element. Well, you've done some acting the row. The Row, which is like a cult classic uh-huh. now. And, you know, even though, I will say this, even though if you look up the movies I've been in, 
you know, the reviews are like, you know, not a great movie, but they always top on either Netflix or on demand. And hey, that's good enough for me. The row was great. So I like everyone who doesn't think it, it was amazing. Okay. It's a cult classic. I think people dug it. Like it's of course, like no one's writing that it's going to win an Oscar one day, but that wasn't the goal. That was not the goal. The goal was about having, you know, big titty bitches getting murdered. And, you know, we met that goal. It was awesome. Super hot chicks in a slasher film. Who doesn't want to watch that? It brings you back. It totally does. Do you want to do more acting? Like once you, you know, you're busy right now, but is that something you want to do? I do. Randall, um... Randall asked, because I've now, you know, I feel like I've proven myself for certain roles. Obviously, with the Al Pacino movie, I had to audition for that. I had to get approved. But for, like, the the Bruce Willis-type roles and things like that, you know, I'm now approved by the studio that they can just book me. No audition, no approval, which is awesome. And there's one going, can't remember who's in it. I think maybe Mel Gibson. And I, we wrap filming Vanderpump and I'm just like, I just want to be with my baby all day, every day with not one thing to think about. So I do want to do more acting. I just don't know when I want to go back to it. What a great place in life that is to be though, that like you could just walk onto a Mel Gibson movie and you're choosing to stay home with your daughter. I know. Am I stupid for saying that? I don't know. I, I just, I feel like I've, I haven't been able because, you know, Vanderpump, is a real, you know, it's real life, but it's a job. And I just, when we wrap, I just want to be with my baby for a while. It's hard. Yeah. It's long hours. It is. And doing a movie is very different. You know, it's a lot of training that goes into it. It's a lot of character breakdown. And I definitely, even whether it's a movie like the row or Al Pacino, I put the same amount of work into the script and it's, it's a lot. So I think I'm going to pass on it. What about if there was going to be a movie about your life and you can't star in it, who would you want to star, you know, around the age you're at now, a little, like any actress that would come to mind? Oh, I would love if Emma Roberts played me. That's a good one. Yeah, that she would be my ultimate. Are you, I mean, like, you know, Randall's around all these people, you are too now, like, do you, are you the type that ever gets starstruck? I mean, Pacino, like... You, John Travolta for Gotti, you know, you were at the premiere, like you're hanging out on set. Like, do you ever get starstruck now or are you over that? Those are, no, those are actually the people I get the most starstruck by because they didn't have, you know, social media to promote things. They didn't have like podcasts to go on. It was, you know, talk shows. They banked on people going and buying a ticket at a movie theater or buying their record. And so people that got to the top at that time, like those are the people like the Rod Stewart's of the world that when I meet them, I can't catch my breath or put my eyes back in my head. Those are the people where I'm like, holy shit, you throw like Kim Kardashian in front of me. Or, you know, these, these people who have millions of followers and are in movies or whatever. I'm like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's like the Rod Stewart. Oh, yeah. Those are the people that I'm like, oh, my God. And it was a different thing. Like you really had to work to make it, you know, like you had to have it was a real different. craft. Yes. Who are your favorites? Like, as far as like music, like what music and like, who, who are your favorites? Oh, I always love me some Beyonce. 
but Rod Stewart is always on repeat. Um, and I won't even lie. I do love me some new hip hop, but the throwbacks of like ghetto boys or big L Tupac, like that's the constant. That all doesn't shock me. The Rod Stewart, I would not no. have, I would not have guessed you for Rod Stewart. Well, I... Random, right? A little Rod Stewart, a little Celine Dion, some Whitney Houston. You're like, you're like, we'll see. I mean, have you learned that music through Randall? No, actually through my dad. I remember doing really long road trips and hearing all of his music play while I slept. And it just like, you know, when you're a sleepy kid, but you can still hear the music and it just, there's something about it that's like nostalgic. That's, it takes me right back to being in a car ride. It's sunk in. As we mm-hmm. wrap up, how is your podcast going? I know it's back. Give them Wawa with Randall. It's going really well. The, we're, you know, we planned on coming back in the new year. And then I was just like so tired and wanted to enjoy the rest of my pregnancy. That was also difficult. And so we have two episodes that are out now and the next episode, which is our first guest of the new season, um, is awesome. We have Quavo, uh, coming on that we'll go record today. And then, uh, that's a good one. Is Randall shocked? I know he said he was shocked at BravoCon. Is he shocked when like, you know, you said like the Rod Stewart's, the, these real people, yeah. Al Pacino, but you know, lots of people walking down the street might ask Randall to move aside for a minute and like scream and say, there's Lala, because he shocked at the reality world. Like, I mean, he's like, you know, he grew up in all this other stuff. Like, is he shocked at just the power that this is and like the fandom? He does. And I think he secretly loves it because there's not a day that goes by that he's like, babe, people really do know who you are. And I'm like, that's so cool, babe. Yeah. <laughs> like, is it ever going to end where you're like, kind of, I don't want to say used to it, but he does bring it up. Like, I think he's shocked that reality TV has such a, a huge presence at this stage of life, you know? And it's like TikTok stars and this person has this following on social media or they they play themselves on this reality show. It's very strange. We're in a different times now. We are. But you're a beauty influencer, a reality TV star, a mother, soon to be wife, I believe. Yes. And now you're a best-selling author. Give Them La La is excellent. I'm like, I have like 25, 30 pages left. So it's great so oh, far. Well, thank you for having me on. And thank you for supporting the book. I had so much fun. Thank you for chatting with me. Where can everyone find you online if they want to follow you on Instagram and buy the you can book? Find, yes, you can find me on the gram at Lala Kent. You can buy my beauty products at givethemlala.com. And you can find the book, Give Them Lala, wherever books are sold. I love it. Thank you. You'll have to come back when the new season comes out. Say hi I would to love Randall. It. Thank you. I know mean, you're busy. I really appreciate your time and everyone needs to buy this book. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you, babe. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. 
because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.